Welcome to the Travel Lounge podcast with the travel expert Sarah Slattery and award-winning travel journalist and broadcaster Ed Finn. Every week we will bring you the latest happenings from holidays at home to exciting places and destinations around the world. We will also have some special guests joining us from time to time. So sit back and relax in the exclusive Travel Lounge and we'll call you when your flight is boarding. And you're very welcome to the Travel Lounge. And my special guest today is Eric Goodwin from the Katahdin Tourism Partnership. Eric, did I get that right? You did. Yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah. Now, I suppose for a lot of people, we wouldn't know where that area is. But of course, it's in the lovely region of Maine. Isn't that right? It is. Yeah, in the North Maine woods. Brilliant. So can you tell us, Eric, what is sort of to do and see in this area? I mean, it wouldn't be mainstream tourism, I guess. No, no. Yes. Uh, We call it distinct and welcoming and gritty. So it's a new tourism area from an old working forest and the people of the region are turning it to a tourism area. So it's a new frontier of tourism. It's not for everyone, but it will give you an authentic experience in the true wilderness of Maine. Okay, and of course, a lot of people would think of Maine, Eric, I suppose, in terms of a place, you know, very north, very near Canada. Just to kind of paint a picture, I suppose, you were telling me you've got some beautiful parks there. I suppose it wouldn't be known for some of the things you were telling me about beautiful state parks. What would be the sort of main attraction? Whitewater rafting, by the way, you were telling me about. I say this, there's two mains, coast Maine and inland Maine. And inland Maine, where where I come from, is the lakes and rivers and woods. We have Katahdin Mountain, which is the largest mountain in Maine, and really a unique hiking experience no matter where you are in the world. We have some of the best whitewater rafting in the United States. I'm a professional whitewater rafting guide myself, and I call it the number three river in the United States, the Penobscot River. And we have just epic hiking up there along with Baxter State Park, the Katahdin Woods and Waters National Scenic Byway, and the Katahdin Woods and Waters National Monument, which we are really excited to become a national park in the next few years. Well, and for anybody who'd like to know, Eric, where do you actually, I mean, to get to Maine, I suppose, in terms of accessibility from Dublin, for example, how do we get there? Yes, yes. Well, you fly most likely into Bangor International Airport, and it's only an hour, hour and a half drive up to the Katahdin region from there. Or you could fly to Portland International Airport and see some more of the coast or part of the cities on your way up and take a four or five hour drive on the way up, whatever your flavor. Yeah, and of course, I was looking yeah, so I get to because they're actually all you can connect through. There's great connections actually through Newark and Boston as yes. well for for and some actually good. I was actually going to look earlier, so I get we have a banger here as well. I'm you know, which is there's a very famous song written. I'm sure it must be connected with the name. So many connections <laughs> to the Northeast with the culture from Ireland and England for sure. Yeah, I mean it's Maine for people that might know. It's quite a vast area, isn't it? You can drive for eight hours from end to end. Wow, that's that's incredible. Yeah. And tourism, Eric, I mean, is would you say now it's just developing or I mean, obviously that's going to be part of your your new role that's your right. mission to do that as well. And an an undiscovered sort of part of America for people that want to be a bit of a pioneering adventure type holiday, is it? Yeah, let me I paint a little picture. Maine, our tagline for the state is vacation land. So it's a well-established tourism location, but the area of the Katahdin Woods and Waters region has never been a tourist region because it was a working forest. Uh, and But the people of the region are turning it to a tourism region now. So it's atypical for tourism. And it really is if you want a unique adventure where you want to integrate with people and talk to the people to really learn where to go. The best places aren't in the guidebooks. The most secret places you have to go have a coffee or a beer or sit outside the town plaza and talk with some folks and gain a little bit of trust. And they'll let you know where their favorite spots are outside of the state park and the national park. And that's in addition 
solution to all the motorized travel from snowmobiles and ATVs that can travel for thousands of miles in the region. Wow. I mean, you you have part, you have the Appalachian Trail as well, I mean, which of course is vast, isn't it? Yeah, from Georgia to Maine, the whole eastern seaboard of the United States, that trail comes to an end at Katahdin Mountain. So people start in right as the snow is breaking in Georgia and then finish their uh, thousands of mile trek up in Katahdin of Maine. So it's very famous for that area and having what we call through hikers, hikers that spend months on the trail and have a culture all to themselves. And we share that culture with them in our home in Millinocket, East Millinocket, Medway, Patton, and the other towns of the region. Wow. And in terms of if you were to suggest to me now, as I say, someone who's looking at going to this area and something, I've done a lot of American, I want to do something different, for example. Mm. What would you say if I said, you know, I've got 10 days to do a kind of a road trip, just to, just a little quick kind of yeah. an idea, I suppose, of your area and what you could do and see? Oh, my goodness. First, you need an adventurous spirit and one who's willing to push on without knowing exactly what's ahead of you. And this is part of the magic of the area. We have what they call a golden road, which is the old logging road that brought all the logs out to manufacturing, but now provides access to hundreds of miles of wilderness, of rivers, hunting, fishing, hiking, birding. This is truly wild. There, If you get in trouble in the woods there, you need to be able to make it out on your own. And we have Maine Guides, a very unique support outdoor recreation community uh, in Maine that's different from any other tourism industry I've ever seen. Wow, that's interesting. So, I mean, in terms of like tourism bodies or, you know, tour operators and stuff, is that it's different from that sort of setup? In my region, in the Katahdin Woods and Waters region, we don't have as many tour operators. We have wonderful outdoor companies that do whitewater rafting and host weddings and all kinds of events. But if you want to get out, there's no tours that are going to take you out. You need to find a main guide. And main guides are professional chefs, they're professional boatmen, they're professional hikers and hunters and fishermen and trappers. And they know not only the main wilderness and how to enjoy and breathe that wilderness into themselves, but also how to bring and welcome others into that wilderness in such a wild area. It's a unique skill. Interesting, really interesting. I mean, in terms of families, I guess, and your, t- I mean, you know, the market that you'd be looking for here in mm-hmm. Ireland, Eric, I mean, would you have a broad appeal in terms of families, I guess, you know, adventure seekers, adrenaline junkies, is that sort of the, is, is there a wide scope? Yeah, no, uh, there's certainly a part of it, the adrenaline side. And even our whitewater rivers have great spots for younger children. There's different sections that are certainly more family friendly, but the families that should come to the region are there, are likely the ones that would look at a van camping trip for a couple days as an opportunity. The ones that don't need or would prefer to not have a defined itinerary, but to let the day unfold as it might with a couple goals that have a backpack and maybe a dog that they want to bring with them and go have a lunch at a beautiful vista that they reach after an hour or two. It's unique nature and organic experience that there isn't a tourism agency that's going to make sure you have a good time. Just the locals will. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And of course, you have a Portland in Maine as well. Right. I, we all know Portland, Oregon, right? But So you have a Portland in Maine. I mean, for, for some sort of city culture then, I guess, where would you go? Like where's nearby the area there or where's in your area? Yeah. 
here. We're very lucky to be bordered by two other very distinct regions of the state of Maine. One of them is the Arcadia, the Acadia National Park region, is the Booth Bay area, which is only an hour or two drive away. And they're down on the coast with much more formal tourism and artisans and restaurants and very well-maintained industries, whereas we are truly a frontier of tourism. We're there for people to share our, our rugged spirit and to share the grittiness and the authenticity of our people and our location. So if your family is one that likes to have authentic experiences and likes to watch their children flourish in non-typical environments, we're for you. Great. Well, it sounds it sounds idyllic. It sounds almost like a digital detox as well, which is very appealing. This is many areas of our region that aren't even covered in broadband, and we love it. Of course, we want more broadband so people can come and work for a month. Parts of Ireland a bit like that as well, uh, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, you must download your map before you head out because you cannot get reception once you head out. I've heard of Maine Lobster, right? Uh, Of course, um, very famous. Uh, For people that like food, cuisine, craft beers, what's what's sort of a typical, you know, few days of what kind of food would you experience when you go there? Yeah, yeah. The, The lobster, of course, even off the coast, lobster is prolific in Maine. It's part of our core identity for sure. But really in my region, you're going to want to get some of the locally made flavors from the local folks. And oftentimes you'll find some venison or different game meats if you're with a family or some friends in the region. And it's a lot of mixed culture. Our region up there was born of immigrants, was born of Western European and other immigrants that made our area. It wasn't a typical American frontier. So we're very proud and thankful for the different heritages that have come into the region to influence our cuisine and everything else. But what I would say about food is get a main guide because they specialize in making food that's authentic in the backcountry. They're going to go catch you a trout. They're going to show you how to cook it and they're going to make it be the best trout you've ever had because it's five minutes out of the stream and they've brought all the fresh accoutrements from the local farm to pair with it. That truly is the culinary experience in our region is having a main guide prepared meal. Well, I mean, that is just really so unique when you think about it. I mean, you don't get that every day in the week. You told me something funny earlier about a president riding a moose. Um, (laughs) Tell me more about that. Yeah, our region is iconic for many things, many artists and painters and Henry David Thoreau is a writer, but Teddy Roosevelt was another famous explorer of our region. As anyone in the United States would know, he was the father of our national park system and a lover of the outdoors. And he found a comfort in our region. And he's a famous picture of him, which you could do today, but he found a moose swimming across a pond and decided to go for a ride. And they were able to capture a photo of it. And it's an iconic photo for sure. And moose are another thing that is, we have lobster on the coast and we have moose in the Katahdin region. If you want to see a moose, if you want to witness them in their purest form, you can come there, take a boat tour, a van tour, or get a, a local guide to bring you in a canoe to an especially quiet, isolated place and to see them up close. Wow. Touch the Dr. Doolittle's about Teddy Roosevelt there. Like being able to pacify moose and stuff. We like have that. the Canadian jay, which is another bird that is friendly to people. Yeah. We enjoy when tourists come. We'll have a Canadian jay land in our hands. Wow! And uh, like St. Francis of Assisi or something. <laughs> Birds all over the place. That's right. Wow! It's getting really interesting now. <laughs> and I was very taken as well by you mentioned earlier about parks and stuff. You mentioned about Big Ben, of course. You know, yeah, down another, in Texas. Yeah, that was it. That was it. You worked now. Just going back to your own past yourself. Yeah. You 
worked in one of the biggest, or is it the biggest park in, in America? Yeah, yeah. Well, when I had more hair as a younger man, I was a registered Maine guide on whitewater and recreation. So I learned my guide skills in Maine and then took them to different places, New Zealand, West Virginia, and down to Texas. And I guided in Big Bend National Park, which is the largest national park, the most geologically diverse, most biologically diverse, and least visited park in the United States. And you pair that with a two or 300,000 acre state park next to it in the heart of the Chihuahuan Desert. And oh man, what a unique interpretive guiding experience and tourism experience if you're rugged enough to get out there. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fascinating stuff. And when you took the job that you have now, I mean, obviously you have a background in human rights. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Is this an the American Indian heritage where you, in your area now is also very interesting. Is this a huge challenge for you now? I suppose something that you're really excited about? Oh my goodness, yes. It's It really gives me light every day because not only the challenges, but the acceptance from my community that has brought me in. I'm not born and raised in the Katahdin region. And that's significant given that that city is the magic city in Millinocket and that region has been born of themselves and created themselves over several generations. So for them to welcome me in uh, to this job has been amazing. And I'm helping them to with economic development, with developing the byway, developing a plaza and figuring out what welcoming means to the local people there and how to invite people in so they can truly experience the authentic welcoming of the people. Because they really don't know how to share of themselves in an in a way that's comfortable for everybody. Maybe I'm not saying that the best, but they're discovering at the same time how to really enjoy to the tourism themselves because they're finding great new joys in it because it's a new economy. It's a new thing. And it's really to watch the happiness wash over the folks as they're going on this new journey is something to see. Yeah, very, very interesting, Eric. I think as well for people just would be they'll be thinking like, when is a good time? Mm. I, I I did a great whitewater rafting trip once in Costa Rica on the Pacuares River, eighteen miles, and I was I got out alive, but you know, <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was five levels. I just ticked four, thinking, ah, you know, yeah. I'll be fine. I was, you know, it was hairy experience. But what's a good time to go? You know, to when when be a great time to visit your area? Is it all different seasons? There's a few different markers so that. The main summer season is June to August. That's your whitewater rafting. If you want to rent a cottage, stay at a cottage on one of the many ponds that are quite isolated, many of them even without power, if that's what you're looking for. Um, that June to August, uh, but really July if you want to miss the bug season mostly. And then in September, late September is leaf peeping season, which is one of our most famous tourism seasons for driving the region and getting to your high viewpoints to see the amazing colors of the forests of Maine. But then if you want to do snowmobiling, which which is one of the major attractions in the region because most of the region isn't accessible by road. But to get to the, some of the most beautiful spots, you want to go on a snowmobile or an ATV. And that's really from December through February, March. But what if you're looking for peace? If you're looking to write, to create, and to find peace, come on a shoulder season. We call it mud season, you know, from late March through early June. And you will find a peace and a uniqueness in the transition of the seasons that can bring you something that you can't put in a guidebook. Wow, you're really enticing me here because it <laughs> sounds so inviting, I have to say. Just in terms of people, where, where people can get information, Eric, what's a good website? Or, you know, if people want to yeah. do some research or check up on the area, where would you recommend? Yeah. There's two main sites, of course, the main office of tourism has a section on their website and we're in the main highlands section. You'll note on their website though, it doesn't talk about the Katahdin region too much because even our tourism agency in our state doesn't know that much about us. And that's how much of a, a frontier we are. Another website
website you can go to is the Katahdin Woods and Waters website. And that's the website for the Byway page, which is an 89-mile-long spine of the area. It's a road that runs through the eight communities where all the outdoor recreation builds off of. And that website can give you some really good information. And of course, the Chamber of Commerce website for the Katahdin region. It's a Katahdin area. Chamber of Commerce has the guide information for the region, all the restaurants and places to stay if you're looking for more specific information. Great. Well, I'm going to call my camera guy now and see if he's free in July and get up there. I think I want to go around and do a road trip. Oh, it sounds like I can make you an itinerary <laughs> right now and meet you there. Brilliant. Will you just do me a favour and spell Katahdin for people? Yes. Because, you know, just so that they know exactly where we're talking about. There's many spellings depending on the historical level, but the modern spelling from the Europeans who came to the area is K-A-T-A-H-D-I-N. Okay, just repeat that for me. K-A-T-A-H-D-I-N. Great. Well, there you go, guys. You heard it from the main man, Eric. And it's been an absolute pleasure, Eric Goodwin, to chat to you today. Thank you so much for coming over. Your first visit to Ireland. Yes. I believe you had a pint of Guinness when you were here today. That's nice. Did I you did. enjoy that? It's okay here. It's great. <laughs> I loved it. Brilliant. Well, look, Eric, have a fabulous time. Enjoy Ireland. And I think a lot of Irish people now, you've wetted the appetite to discover your lovely area. And I thank you guys for being so welcoming to me and my family while we're here. We truly are having a wonderful time. Brilliant. Thank you so much and thanks to you, Ed. Thanks a million, Eric. So thank you for joining us in the Travel Lounge. Listen, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts. And happy travels. Happy travels.